back to the season four of the Kaiba podcast. Uh, today's episode is going to be a very special one. Today for our episode, uh, we'll have guests from previous seasons of Kaiba podcast who will be graduating in two months. Yes, that's right. Um, the first batch of the Kaiba podcast graduates are going to join us. So yeah, without further ado, please welcome Shapira, or we known as Shapira. She was the original co-founder of the Kaiba podcast. We also have Shasta, uh, who joined Kaiba Podcast in second season as a ghost, uh, as a host, not a ghost. Oh my gosh, as a host. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay, okay. Um, cut you thing. We also have um Shasta, who joined season two of the Kaiba Podcast as a host, and our very own Nico from as an editor from last season of uh, the Kaiba Podcast. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's begin this conversation. It's gonna be very nostalgic. I feel it's gonna be a fun conversation. Hopefully, no tears. And yeah, so uh, hi Fira, hi Shasta, hi Nico. It's been four years and our APU journey is almost about to end. How are you guys feeling? So yeah, how are you guys feeling in general? Um, somehow, Somewhat relieved, actually. It's finally over, but at the same time, I'm like, oh no, it's over. It's actually adulthood, you know? <laughs> I know. It's like no more mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. But, um, you know, I feel like I definitely should have done more in my university life. But then again, I'm going to use that, uh, I guess, uh, motivation uh, in the in the future instead. Yeah, I feel like it feels very surreal that we're graduating so soon. It really hasn't um, set in in my mind that like we're graduating soon. So um, I don't feel any remorse yet, but I think like in the next couple of weeks, um, I'm gonna feel kind of like sad about it. Right. Yeah, I, I was just telling my friends the other day that I already feel pre-nostalgia. Like I already miss Beppu, even though I'm living in Beppu. And like going back to the time when I feel everyone just hated Beppu in our first year because like there's nothing to do. But 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 yeah. How was your first day in AP or like AP house? Like, do you guys remember how how was it four years ago, like twenty eighteen fall? Yeah, I think oh I came God. on the no, first day. Like, I reached here on the first day. Like, we were we had like three days, right? Like, do you guys remember we had like September, like in the middle of September, there were three days where we could come, and then I was here on the first day, and um, I just remember there was nobody in my floor in the dorm and i remember eating like cup noodles with some of my friends and we were very sad that day um i don't know it just felt so out of place like i never lived in another country before so um mm-hmm. i don't know how to express this emotion i think it's a very unique emotion um it was just like really sad that day but of course it, you know the homesickness gradually like went away mm. what about fear i feel fear i was gonna say something Oh no, I was actually saying I, I kind of don't remember, but I remember what I ate now that Shasta mentioned about the cup noodle. I ate like one of those um, bread and like the spread that they have at the house co-op. And I don't know, that kind of like symbolizes like, oh my God, I have to prepare the food on my own now. Like, I don't know. I think that gives me a realization of like, okay, I'm on my own kind of. And I don't know if I met you on that day, Sully, because I know we live on the same floor. 
yeah I, I i actually remember like fira came to my room and i think i think she said like okay can you fix my fridge can you turn on my fridge and i remember she had this big pink suitcase and i was like okay oh. i just remember that and i remember fixing your fridge yeah 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 you were one of the first that i met actually that's I right agree. i remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wow. been four years yeah what about me that's crazy though yeah yeah i mean that's crazy that you guys are like in the same floor but uh i remember like just like like the the day before coming to bepo i was really so excited so hyped to like start my new life you know that whole thing you just want to leave your parents house but then when you reach bepo early for me when i reached that when i'm already in my ap house room that's when the feeling sets in you know that okay i'm going to spend the next four years uh on my own basically and i have to rely i don't have to i can't rely on my parents anymore i have to rely on myself but um yeah it's a really good experience nonetheless i didn't feel like my four years in apo saw me a lot yeah. right uh, like how would you describe the four years if you had the opportunity nico shasta and fira hmm, that's tough i i can't really describe it one word it's definitely like a like a word map <laughs> really yeah with so many feelings and so many different um words and adjectives um honestly, yeah it's it's a roller coaster right like there's so many ups and downs i don't know it's it sounds really cliche but it really is a roller coaster right like I don't know. I learn a lot from it, and there's so many ups that like gives me so many lessons to gain and so many happiness. But then the downs are like, like down, down. You know, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I have to go through this alone here in Japan. You know, so I feel like if I were to describe it, it would be like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I went with both of you because, of course, the highs are high and the lows are low. And it's really hard to describe four years in one words because so many things happen, and just within like one week or just one day, you go through so many emotions. So it's hard to describe four years in one. But I guess I could say that um, it's like the start of adulthood in some way because this is the first time for a lot of us to live alone, to like you know cook by ourselves, like do everything by ourselves. So just um, doing like adult stuff, like paying paying bills and. Um, shopping for groceries by yourself, so that's like quite an experience, or you know, socializing with uh, people without like knowing anyone. How about Sunny? What do you think? I yeah, exactly. It's roller coaster. There's like there's never been a similar day for continuous two days, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's every day's new. Could be a bad day, good day, mostly. Mm, yeah, like yeah, there's not a single word to describe but i think there has been growth in all of us and i don't want to be like the idealistic person who be like oh we we grew a lot we matured a lot but that is true i was talking to other classmates as well and they're like wow it's been four years and we see mutual growth in everyone in our batch oh also i had a question that i know how i met uh fira she was my floor mate chasa i met her through my current floor a uh, roommate because they took japanese class how did shasta and miko meet i never got to know that yeah so 
funny story I remember. um i remember it was like during it was like in the library it was our first semester oh, right and then okay, okay i remember now yeah i was making <laughs> remember during mcw you you had to like write essays about it and i was yeah, doing yeah. my mcw essay in the library and then tubasa came along with shasta and then here's the thing though shasta introduced herself as half indonesian and i bought that i was like oh you're half indonesian i see that's really rare <laughs> And I half remember, Indonesian, half Nepali. Wow, that's very interesting. I've never seen that before. I remember that Miko spoke to me in Indonesian, and like I didn't understand. I was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "I don't understand Indonesian." But like, I think you asked me where I'm from, and I just said Jakarta because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that, my trust issues just went just went overboard after that. <laughs> yeah, I think I met you. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, studying Japanese with you in the library, and I always saw you as this like very, like very serious person who's like really into studying and it's like not into any bullshit because you you he would like do his like homework two two or three days in advance while like you know I do stuff last minute so like I always saw him as like this very serious person. I think Fiora as well. Like I always had this like oh she's so studious, like you know she um she's in HPGC she does um extra stuff you know in mind but for Suli I don't know like both of us we're very procrastinating people so we were like <laughs> our essays together so you know, I felt very comfortable with you oh, <laughs> doing my you. homework in that regard I'm, I'm gonna take that as a compliment but I remember the running joke that Shasta was a half Indonesian and half Nepali I remember that even I think she she fooled me as well I'm saying oh okay okay <laughs> I don't know I don't know I think my friend started telling our Japanese, um, Japanese Indonesian friend, he started telling everyone that I'm Indonesian, and I just went with it, and yeah, I was very surprised that people deleted. Yeah, I mean, you actually <laughs> look like an Indonesian. Exactly, like, right? Know, I think. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I guess in a you way, like that's a good thing. So. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I come to Indonesia, and if I have to pay one of those tourists. Like, you know, if tourists have to pay extra to me, I can probably evade that. <laughs> you just say that you're an Indonesian. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Shasta. Yeah. Right. Like, the, the, there's been so many small moments that we remember or sometimes we forget. But what what's, like, like the most, I don't know, embarrassing, memorable? Not, okay, the, it doesn't have to be one. What are those memorable, embarrassing moments in AP life? It could be an academic or like extracurricular or just your personal life, anything, if you're comfortable, guys. Can I just say the miserable one? <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are. No, because I, I thought of this because how Shasta was like, oh yeah, you seem very serious in the beginning. I just want to share how that seriousness was because I kind of have no choice but to be serious because of Japanese. Y'all know mm. how hard it was to pass those classes. Seriously, I felt like that was the most miserable point of my whole life. I felt like it was too much for me to have like four classes, uh, four days of classes of like three periods a day, just Japanese back to back. And for me, like coming from a background where I have not studied Japanese at all, mm. it was it was so stressful for me. I I actually like felt like that was the peak moment of my ambitiousness, where I have to like stay up, not because I want to, but because I will fail if I don't. So I had to be like serious. <laughs> right, right. Oh my, I I yeah, I don't want to go. 
I wouldn't necessarily say that first semester or first year was like academically easier than like your later years because first year as well like first semester especially because of Japanese we have like like six hours probably of Japanese and then we would have tests every day so it was really intense it was mm-hmm. yeah Oh yeah, but it's uh, like really surprising we've gotten this far, like in Japanese. True, right? Even yeah, even though like our Japanese is kind of like like mama, like subpar. Mm-hmm. We can survive in Japan yeah. for five yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mika, you're saying something? Oh no, I just uh, the miserable. Yeah, le- learning foundation one, two, and three uh, for six hours a day was definitely miserable. I remember just I lost like five or six kilograms just because of learning Japanese and you know back then yeah back then I was like a skinny kid and just losing five to six kilograms because of Japanese just maybe skinnier just like maybe even skinnier so that was really just a hard time for me wow wow okay okay let's get uh um, let's get to a better food, I guess. Um, what has been the most um, fulfilling, like the most happiest part of your APO journey? Like something that you would like to tell your co-host, like, oh, I did this or like, I went here, I bought this for myself, I got so much money. I don't know. Like what has been the most fulfilling, satisfying part of your four years in APU, Beppu, AP House? Why did you start, Sui? Um, <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, Okay, this is going to sound very cheesy and like very idealistic again, but like I really like living independently. Like I don't have to depend that much on my parents and uh, uh, earning my own money. Even like just the freedom of just going out uh, at night without, you know, being scared or like anything, like just having that freedom. And I've traveled like so much in Japan, I tell my parents said oh i wish i like i i haven't traveled that much in india as much i've traveled in japan so i really really love how this four years has given me the freedom independence financial independence uh i mean still broke as fuck but oh sorry <laughs> i didn't want to curse but still broke uh, <laughs> but um yeah it's 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 good right you just you live your life happily and then and in april i would say I don't know, like small, small things, maybe getting good grades in a class that I thought I was going to get really bad grades on. Uh, cafeteria food gives me happiness. Uh, um, I think my flag flag time, also flag an organization in APU was really fun as well. My AP house days were really fun. I remember uh, AP house was pretty great as well. We lived almost two years in AP house. Um, yeah, like not like not one thing that would define the most satisfying like small small things that made it all better not miserable yeah or what about you guys yeah yeah i agree i think it's the same for me just living alone and having the freedom to do whatever you want like today i just napped the entire day and it was like really nice um (laughs) you know traveling uh to many places going out with friends um i think the um, experience of getting your first house is like kind of noteworthy um, because you know you're like not a house owner but like house renter and right. um, I don't know that that made me feel very adult at that point even though like the whole process of moving is really stressful and everything uh, yeah yeah definitely um, 
<laughs> uh, well, for me, I think um, it's um, so you mentioned it before, like the independence of like earning your own money. I feel like that needs to be highlighted because coming from Indonesia, no one actually does part time work um, unless they're like not even a, like they don't do part time work. It doesn't even exist. So like um, for me to actually earn that much money and if you convert it to like Indonesian rupiah, it's like hell a lot of money. Right. And I feel like the satisfaction of just earning it by yourself and the kind of jobs that I do, I don't know. It's like the first experience for me to even like do everything like farming, washing the dishes, English teaching, being a cash register, like everything I tried. And I don't know. I felt like it was so fulfilling. How about Miko? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with um, with Fira's answer, actually. Um because like what she said uh, part-time in indonesia is basically like very rare um but then again here in japan uh, i remember just grinding part-time during like the two months uh, long break and what's really satisfying was because i was able to buy the um, bus um, uh, month yearly pass plus um, something else and that's all because of my own hard work. I didn't you know, ask my parents for any additional money or anything like that. And I feel like, I think you guys know how expensive the bus pass yeah. is, right? And the fact that you just accumulated all that money because of your own hard work is definitely something noteworthy that we should all take back home. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's something uh, very unique about this experience of living abroad, like um, being, an, being an international abroad, you know? Um, you really have to live independently. Like your family, everyone is back home, so you're gonna have to take care of yourself. So yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, speaking of bus passes, I just think like for our batch is really unfortunate because the bus pass it costs from like around seventy five thousand yen to hundred thousand yen, and we are able to use it for a year. But like, uh, we were only for us our batch we were only able to use it for like six months, and then we had. Oh. Right. COVID started yeah. so we you know for Shasta is still salty about it I am very salty about it <laughs> you actually purchased it Shasta no I purchased it um in the beginning of our second year but like in the oh. middle like when COVID started we couldn't use it but like I use it like for every every time I had to go somewhere even if it's just one bus stop like I would use it you have to, to make, make sure the most that out of it <laughs> most out of it True. Um, also, like, um, coming back to the present, like, graduation is approaching. Um, it's today's 23rd as of the recording. Our graduation ceremony is on 16th September. Hopefully, we'll all pass. I'm, we're going to graduate. How are you guys preparing for graduation? Anything special, extra? Are your parents coming? What are the plans before graduation, on the day of graduation, and after graduation? Hmm. Um, I think as of now, I've only prepared like my dress and everything like that. But I have in my head that I want to spend one night at Suginori. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I deserve that, you know, after surviving four years. I know it's like so expensive per night, like 20000 or something. I don't know. Uh, this is not sponsored, by the way. But, you know, like... <laughs> The, the the staycation vibe something that i i think i would deserve but at that point but we'll see i i have no idea what my priorities are but that's something that i think i want to do how about um you, maybe you want to share um for me uh 
I really what what plans? I actually um me and my friends are actually planning to move to Tokyo a little early. Uh, we'll me uh we'll be I mean I'll be starting job from October so. uh spend a few i don't know i okay small things i actually want to get my nails done because for, for for the past 4 years i couldn't get my nails done because of pitho and like that small thing is like okay i really going to i'm going to make get my nails done i'm going to get my lashes done i don't know like these things that i couldn't do for the past 4 years because of part time or some or the other thing i'm going to get those things done and i really want to i don't know wear a hakama it's like the japanese traditional uh thing that a uh, cloth that um people in japan usually wear for graduation and i'm trying to like find a good design for that as well so like I, it's like a full circle i came wearing a sari for my entrance exam and uh, i mean entrance ceremony and then uh, graduating in a hakama so yeah th- that's that's for now and hopefully i get to see you guys then hopefully yeah i'll see you guys in beacon plaza in one and a half month yeah What what about Miko and Shasta? Any plans? Special plans? Oh, um, not really at the moment. Yeah. But uh, I'm definitely gonna travel with my friends uh, because some of them I might not see them for a really long time or maybe even ever, which is a sad thought. But yeah, we're definitely gonna travel a bit. And um, yeah, now that you said that it's like one and a half months away, like feels so close by. Yeah. Um. Not not any plans. Just like hanging out with friends and enjoying the rest of my days in Bapu. Yeah, I I agree with Shasta, especially now that you said you have one and a half months left. Um in my head currently this is just like moving out process, getting things done. So we don't, you know, my diploma is yet uh held by APU. <laughs> But um yeah, uh, nothing too special really. I just want to spend as much time with my friends since most of them are going to be staying here in Japan and mm-hmm. um probably going to be a while till I see them after graduation. But mm-hmm. mostly I'll uh probably get a tattoo uh, back home. Um, it's definitely like a like a milestone. I told myself if I you know, get a night day before graduation I'm probably going to get a tattoo. Ooh. Just like as a celebration really. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to right now. Uh, that's a good one. Actually, that's also my wish list me for like I want to get my tattoo after my first salary because before that I won't have the money. <laughs> But uh, oh, move Yeah um but yeah moving on i feel many of our listeners might want to know what are you guys future plans after graduation anyway <laughs> okay um for me i'm going to be working in tokyo with sully right okay <laughs> And for the first few years, I think I'm just going to like make money, just make money and then I'm going to try to um like have my own business while doing that and eventually I want to be a trophy wife honestly. So <laughs> I'm listening to this, um you know, I'm here. <laughs> But yeah, I see myself doing that in the future. I just really want to like be independent and run my own business and yeah, that's my long-term plan, I think. Mm. Oh my gosh, this sounds so much like our interviews um, back in <laughs> what's your five year goal, what is your 10 year goal? <laughs> um how about Miko? Um yeah, I definitely just, you know, uh go to work and as an IR kid, 
especially in this i'm not gonna be in so like my work is definitely in the financial sector and Ooh. being an ir kid i'm is definitely a new concept for me it's gonna be like a fish out of water type scenario but my future goal is to just you know understand the ins and outs of it and work my way through the corporate ladder of course hmm. um, i definitely see myself uh being in the managerial role within like five years or so i am confident that i possess the skills and you know probably just uh do gaming or hobbies alongside the way definitely career is my number one priority right now right right yeah like everyone's going into the workforce it's so real but it is what it is and uh Wait, Shasta... I'm, I'm sorry i'm just curious actually yeah oh yeah before we go to Shasta, i'm just curious though so, with fira and uh Philly, you're both going to be working in robert walters right yeah uh, and yeah <laughs> right i'm just curious really like what are your uh, sectors we are in the same department same department <laughs> wow <laughs> Wait, what, what department is that? Which department is that? It's IT, Tech and Transformation, yeah. Wow, IT, okay. I think that's like a huge, that's like a, mark, that's like a division where you're bound to make a lot of money, right? Since it's a very emerging market. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like for me as well, it's, I just want to make some good money, invest. Um, like... I don't know. I come. I'm. I'm from a single parent household. Like, uh, and I. Yes, that's something like really one of my goals. And even during my interview process. Oh my gosh, this feels like a job hunting session. But like, even during my interview process, I used to say like, yeah, money is important for me. And um, once I have money, I think I will be able to achieve the other things that I want in my life. So again, <laughs> as Fira, uh, maybe I might. I don't think I will be opening my own business because I don't think I'm. I would be a good business woman. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely money, climb the corporate ladder, hopefully, because I know, I like, I mean, we are all APS students and then we are going into this business world. Like, yeah, um, it's it's going to be good transition, but maybe a little difficult. And yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. This, this is going to sound very, um, very APU interview type of thing but how do you think your four years in APU made you what you are right now I don't know like how did the four years in APU help you like is it worth it was the four years worth it in APU or would you expect something else the IR major department here in APU is really like one of the strongest uh definitely like the highlight of APU as whole um I definitely learned a lot academically and the professors were definitely uh, very insightful and also very helpful in making us understand the theories in depth. Um, as opposed, uh, other than like, other than academic stuff, I feel like APU is also very uh, accommodating in that sense, right? Um, if you are a student sure. who wants to dream big, who wants to achieve a lot, APU provides a lot of opportunities for that, right? For instance, like the Anda Momofuku Award, and then like just the business case competitions. Um, definitely those are highlights of APU. And um, just like one thing I noticed after four years of living here, uh, APU is actually a really good like getaway, uh, gateway 
for you to like enter Japan. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's a really good starting path for you to start your livelihood in Japan, right? True. So true, yeah, true. do you have to say about uh, Pira and Soli? Um, I think, yeah, I agree with you, definitely. But uh, I also want to highlight something that like um, APU is known for. I know that this sounds like, I don't know, like really cliche once again, because you know how they're always like, oh yeah, shape your world in multicultural environment, character building, shape the life world, whatever. So they're always like highlighting on these things. But after four years of going through it, I actually do think that they do that. I don't know. I feel like, it was it sounds so silly like you know the the things that we have to go through in mcw flipping sheets i don't know all these group works right it was so mendoxai but i felt like through that like we're able to actually commute learn how to communicate learn how to understand other people learn how to be considerate and learn how to lead like i think all of these things that we do actually shapes us to be someone who will eventually create impact in whatever field that we're actually pursuing you know so i feel like that's something to be highlighted and same as what Miko said, like, um, there's so many, like, opportunities and platforms for us to do the things that we want to do. Like, for example, even the Kaya podcast itself, like, the freedom that we have to create something like this. And, like, I also have a program as well with Shasta doing Upcycle. Like, these organizations were there through the support of APU as well. Like, they actually give us funds for doing that. So I felt like that's something that is not like other colleges. Well, maybe some other university offers that too, but I feel like it's a pretty rare combination of like learning experience where on top of all that, we're able to also interact with people of international, like people who comes from different backgrounds and all these dynamics really, really shapes us to be someone who is a global citizen and contributes <laughs> to the future, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um a good movie too. <laughs> I, I, would, I would say that, yeah. I mean, I would agree with everything. I mean, uh, I, I feel during the journey, we don't understand. But when we come uh, come and reach the destination, I think then we realize, huh, I have changed a lot. So yeah, coming back to that, what would your message be to yourself four years back, like when you just entered AP House on that foggy night? Because I remember when we entered AP House on those three days, it was foggy all the time. I, I was like, I feel whenever it's an entrance to AP House or entrance ceremony, graduation ceremony, it's always raining in Bapu. I don't know why. But like, yeah, uh, moving on, like, what would be your message to yourself four years back? Um, maybe I would say just go with the flow. Don't stress too much because I remember stressing so much, but in the end of the day, things fall into place in such a perfect manner. Like, I felt like I was so stressed in the beginning and then um, in the end of the day, things fall exactly how it's supposed to be. So I would say, like, take your time and trust the process and just, like, take it slow, I guess. <laughs> how about um, Shasta? Uh, I guess my message for myself is the complete opposite of your guys' message. Uh, I would definitely tell myself to continue Japanese, really, like, don't stop an intermediate. Uh, personally, because, like, I feel like I definitely missed a huge opportunity of working here or even just, like, continuing my life after APU if I were to continue speaking Japanese or being fluent at it because 
you know, just the whole job hunting process. As someone who's not really native and or fluent in Japanese, I was very in a like in a very limited scope of things, right? Mm, um, definitely, not to make this it's a huge rant, but yeah, I definitely wish that I pushed myself a little bit more in terms of the Japanese aspect. But yeah, other than that, I agree in the sense that things do fall into place. But I just wish it happened a bit differently. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, I I would just tell my four year younger self to be what she is. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, mean, I feel I'm still the same when I what I was four years back. I feel I'm still goofy, and I'm still um the way I am. So yeah, yeah. Again, I wish I studied Japanese before I came, and I wish I studied Japanese after I came. I don't want to talk about Japanese anymore. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I'll I'll continue. Studying Japanese. Oh, okay. Moving on. Uh, this is uh, this will be the last question. Um, any advice to your kohai? So you all will be graduating in a few weeks. A few weeks. What would you tell your kohais? Any advice to um, not only kohais of uh, first year, second year, third years people who are uh, job hunting. We don't need to be specific, but like in general, what would you tell your juniors? Any advice? Uh, oh, reflection is something that I think I didn't know the word reflection before I came to AP or Japan. Like that's something I like. I have been doing reflect. I have been reflecting on myself since like first semester. Like now, I remember RHPGC camp fira. They said like, oh, this is reflection time, and I'm like, what's that? And that's been like going on for like four years. That's something that really was new to me, and I think that's a really good thing that I. Learned in AP. Um, sorry. Moving on. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. Like, take time to um reflect a lot because uh that's where you actually gain the lesson from it. And um, I think another important thing is just like the fact that opportunities don't come unless you actually look for them. Because like APU can offer a lot of things, but if you're just like sitting there doing nothing. Like it won't just magically come to you. You have to actually go out there, ask your senpais, ask the student office, ask professors on things that you want to do, where you want to do things, and everything like that. So I think if I were to suggest or like give them advice, is to do that. Like don't be afraid to just reach out and seek for help, and just like you know talk about your ideas or what it is that you want to do. Make the most out of it because you pay a lot to get here, and you sacrifice so much time energy and a lot of things just make might as well make the most out of it you know and you don't oh actually this is what Faraz told me um you know you remember for for us right yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um he was like saying like when you're in college acknowledge that this is the last time that you'll be able to do everything that you want without that many responsibilities i mean as chasa said this is kind of like the gateway to adulthood right so do that dancing thing that you want. Go create a band or I don't know exhibition or whatever it is that you want to do because you have that much responsibility in your hand. Like you don't have a kid to take care of or you do <laughs> yeah. like you know. Yeah, it's just that, like so many times, so much time, and kind of like less responsibility in comparison to adult adulthood. So I felt like, yeah, this is literally the last time you can have fun and do whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, 
especially the fact that you know if you are like in your first year or second year just do whatever you want um personally for like personal growth right if you feel like you're too much of an introvert go ahead and just apply to flag or as an SPWTA. you know just do your best if you fail or you feel like you made a fool of yourself it's okay it's part of the process right just go out there um join a lot of cor- uh not corporations but a lot of uh clubs <laughs> and activities uh you never know what you what's gonna happen to you unless you actually do it right i didn't expect to be editing a podcast in my university life right um i didn't expect to interview people from afghanistan at all but you know i remember one time when i was doing mun in apu uh, i was deathly uh, intimidated by everyone because everyone seemed like they knew or had experience in mun and i was the only inexperienced person in that booth and i wanted to leave the zoom meeting so badly but I persisted and told myself that this is an experience that will shape who you are in the future. And yeah, just do whatever it is. Make a fool of yourself. Who cares? No one cares at the end of the day. Right. And again, like four years might sound a lot of time, but like look at us, Fida with her pink suitcase, uh, Miko, skinny Miko in first semester, Shasta and me crying in Anne's room about Japanese. And here we are. So like four years gonna be like, in a like in a wink in a blink of time wink of time i don't know four years will pass away without even you guys realizing it so yeah just make the most of it and i guess listen to kaiba podcast is that promotion uh but yeah um with that yes uh we all are part we have been part of the kaiba podcast uh in one way or the other um and again we are always uh available to answer any of your questions if you have uh, to us as some price please don't be shy to connect to us and with that uh, this is the end of our final episode of kaiba podcast season four um yeah so uh good luck to us i guess and cheers to us for making the best out of the four years or making it alive in the four years out of the four years uh with that um thank you for our amazing hosting team our amazing editing team our graphic design team and our marketing team as well and yeah any last word guys any last words thank you uh definitely had a lot of fun in the Kyle podcast and Eugene uh, you're a real one for for being the only editor for a long time <laughs> Oh yeah, since everyone is saying thank you for like Kaiba Podcast, I also actually want to thank everyone that's actually brought Kaiba Podcast this far cuz um like me and Dorcas and Yuri when we first started it, we never knew that it actually can get this far which impacting so many people and involving so many like talents in, in inside of the Kaiba Podcast and I just I'm so excited to see the growth in the future as well of like um the Kai podcast and the kind of episodes that they'll bring so yeah like i'm actually very very happy and i don't know i feel so as it's so wholesome like the wholesome feeling like very awe like you know we're actually graduating and these things when we graduate it's still there and we are a part of it i feel like it's such a i don't know very nice nice thing to realize <laughs> <laughs>